Hello, everybody. This is uh, Tito Bort, CEO at Alti Sales, um, with another uh, cold calling training here. So today we have a really uh, cool and special case. I have Kevin Peters from uh, Farm Logs. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing great, Tito. How are you doing? Doing awesome, man. I'm really excited. Um, so for the audience, a little bit of context. We're talking briefly. Uh, with Kevin about his background and what he's done and he comes from an kind of like science slash engineering background uh, in college and um, kind of new to sales and, and uh, he's going to share a little bit with us kind of like how this is working so he's not a typical SDR um, he's, he's working a different capacity so Kevin help uh, help the audience understand what you're doing without revealing what your product is and then we'll We'll talk about who you're calling, and then you'll you give me a call. Yeah, absolutely. So my role is in partner recruitment. So it's kind of a traditional channel sales uh, model. Um, so my job is to both source, find, contact, and kind of move the potential channel partner through the entire sales cycle. Um, up until just recently, basically, you know, going from inception to close through the entire cycle. Currently, or just recently changed so that um, a little bit more of the traditional SDR to AE handoff type of thing where I'm bringing my uh, manager in on the call at an earlier stage. Um, but yeah, so basically, I'm, I'm finding people, I'm trying to pitch our product to people in a way that makes them want to sell it. Cool, that's awesome. Um, and you're the only person working partnerships, or do you have more people on your team doing the same? Yeah, so there are two other people. So I'm one of three um, that are in my specific role, and then we have uh, one manager uh, that's above us. Cool, sounds great. Uh, let, let's just get started with uh, trying out some of the calls. Um, so what I'm going to do is I first want to learn who are you calling? What, what what type of company? What type of person? Yeah, so uh, we kind of have a couple of different companies that we target. I think that the easiest one, the most simplistic one for our purposes would probably just to be that you are like the vice president or yeah, the vice president of sales for a small regional seed company. So, I mean, there's a couple larger seed companies like Monsanto or Pioneer. Uh, we usually focus on the more smaller kind of regional um, companies. So I think the best or the easiest for their, our purposes here would probably be to role play that, you know, you're the vice president of sales at a, you know, regional seed company. Okay, wow. Uh, that sounds, of course, uh, very outside of my knowledge. So... I assume um, I, I need to know a little bit more about what are my priorities as a VP of, of sales for a seed company. How am I going about selling this? You know, it's not, you're not selling to tech, so I assume they're not cold calling the farms and being like, yo, uh, can I show you a demo of my seeds? Uh, <laughs> they, right. they must be doing something else. What, what is their day? What's my day? Uh, what's a day in the life of, of a VP of sales for a seed company? Yeah, so I think that, I mean, I can't speak too much to it, but I think that a lot of them, I mean, it's identifying new markets, um, figuring out what's working and what's not working with what their current with their current products. Um, you know, seed companies, they're always trying to evolve and, and introduce new traits that are going to uh, better perform in the field. Um, so the way that most seed companies 
sell is through dealers themselves. Um, and in agriculture, it's a very relationship-based um, you know, market. So these guys, most of the people that are selling seed are either farmers themselves, they've grown up in the community, they know a lot of farmers. Um, so that's, those are kind of like the frontline guys who are actually selling it. Um, you know, the, the vice president is more concerned with, okay, well, how do we expand our, um, you know, our seed offering? How do we target more or, you know, grow our, our area? Um, and really just ultimately, you know, bring on more customers. Right. Okay. Um, I have a vague understanding of what I'm doing, but it's, it's really hard. I don't want to get too deep into the role without asking you too many questions about the product. This might be a, a, a difficult uh, cold calling training because I don't know how good of a, of a prospect I can be, but if the first call is bad, we'll do a second one. Uh, I'll just, I'll just, even though I'll, I'll know more about your product by the end of the first call. Um, we'll, we'll try it again. So I think we should just go ahead and, and get started. One thing that I always say is, uh, you know, when you're cold calling your prospects, you don't have them on camera with you. So I want right. to, you know, move away or, or, or turn around or, or get out of the camera so that um, you can't see me. Um, <laughs> so let's do that. Let me, let me move out of here. And uh, phone is ringing. Uh, ring, ring. Hello, this is Tom. Hi, Tom. My name is Kevin, and I'm calling over from Farm Logs. Uh, the reason I was giving you a call, we're looking to grow our dealer network. I came across your guys' website and thought that Farm Logs could be a natural fit into your current product offering. Um, so I was just curious, you know, are you guys open to additional sources of revenue or looking to acquire new customers? Uh, no, I'm not, we're not looking to that. Thanks for the call. Yeah, so I mean, you guys aren't trying to grow your business at all or just acquire new customers or even strengthening relationships with current customers? Nope. Okay, well, I mean, if that's the case then, Tom, I mean, I'm sure that there's not much we can help out with. Um, you know, if you guys are ever interested in being able to offer a digital tool that's gonna help you both grow your current customer base and you know, strengthen relationships with existing customers uh, while adding additional revenue, um, you know, it's certainly something that we'd love to have a conversation about. Okay, thank you. Yep, thanks, Tom. You have a good day. Cool, bye. Um, I am back. Uh, how many of your clients actually do that? A few? Uh, to be honest, no, none of them. <laughs> I'm the worst one. Um, what is, yeah. uh, so, so they, that, that's interesting. Um, what, how many people are you calling a day? Are you talking to a lot of, lot of VPs of sales for, for these companies? Um, so it's not really a high volume amount of calls. It's more, mm -hmm. I think here. Um, so when we used to go, things, we, things have kind of changed in who we're selling to, I mean, within the last like week and a half. Um, so we were going after more kind of high volume. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so we were going after more high volume, smaller companies with like specifically, and I know that this is probably just not, you know, your world but with like crop consultants so people who are not farming themselves but who are you know just consulting for farmers with agronomic advice and making recommendations things like that uh, we've recently started to focus more on larger accounts um, and going after fewer larger deals and 
so to be honest, our, I think that our biggest challenge, once we make that contact and get people on the phone, um, for the most part, guys are pretty open to at least hearing, you know, what we have to say and, and seeing where we might be able to help out. Uh, it's kind of more the challenge, I mean, especially with agriculture, is that people are very busy. So it's really getting, making that first connection, finding the time, getting them on the phone, um, and making that initial time investment. And that's kind of the, the bigger challenge, um, at yeah. least so far for us. So um, if you talk to 100 people, um, and of course, I know you're not talking to 100 people per day or even per week, but I want to get this statistic, right? If you talk to 100, how many meetings do you get? Um, or like, what's the percentage? Say, you get a one out of five, one out of 10, one out of 30, or one out of two, or like what, you know, like, where are you? Yeah. Um, so out of people that we actually like make first contact, like actually talk to, I would say that we can schedule or at least get them to agree to want to do another meeting probably 50, 60% of the time, maybe a little bit more. Wow. That is, that is very high. Um, okay. That's cool. What are their biggest objections? You, you, somebody picks up the phone, you say, Hey, this is Kevin Peters with farm logs. Uh, I'm on your website. I, I, uh, saw this one to talk to you about growing sales. Uh, mm -hmm. whatever, like what do they usually do? How, how quickly do you get caught off or when do they people, when do they hang up the phone? Give me context. Yeah, so I would say that our biggest objection is on just time. Um, so, we, I mean, when we're talking with people and we get to a point where it's like, okay, I mean, does this seem like something that would be interesting for you or does this seem like something that would benefit your business or your customers is really who we're looking to work with. Um, it's more so that they agree that they could see that it would be beneficial, but user adoption is a big problem. Like a lot of people that we talk to because it's a channel program. So we're talking to people trying to convince them to sell our stuff to their customers. So a right. lot of them think that their customers won't want to take the time to input the data into the program. Um, and they also just think that the kind of, I guess, integration piece to it and getting all of their employees trained on it and using it um, would be a big time investment as well. Okay, but um, you're you're talking to me about uh, about uh, let's maybe do this and 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 you know the audience gonna see this. I'm gonna I'm not gonna edit the clip necessarily, but I'm gonna um, point them to the right times within the clip because I don't necessarily think everything within this conversation is gonna be relevant for everybody. Um, here's what mm -hmm. I want to do: call me again and and let's try it again. I want to hear how that conversation, how that first conversation goes. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll I won't be a hard ass this time like I was on the first one. <laughs> uh, I'll probably yeah, try okay. to follow through what you're saying and, and, and do that. So ring, ring, ring. Hi, cool. this is John. Hi, John. My name is Kevin. I'm calling over from Farm Logs. Uh, the reason for the call, uh, we're looking to expand our dealer network. I came across your guys' website and thought that Farm Logs could be kind of a natural fit into your current product offering. Um, so I was just curious, you know, are you guys open to additional sources of revenue or uh, increasing your customer base? Um, yeah, sure. Great. Well, I mean, I guess for starters, how familiar are you with farm logs? I mean, have you heard of our company? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. So farm logs is an independent farm management platform. 
Uh, and currently we're working with about 78 million acres um, across 190,000 users. Um, so really what we're, our goal is, you know, how can we help growers be more profitable uh, by using data? Um, so, you know, we're not owned or associated with any seed or chemical or fertilizer companies. You know, we're an independent company. Uh, really our only motivation is just how can we help farmers be more profitable? Um, so really, you know, the goal of, of my call here today, I know it kind of caught you out of the blue, um, was just to see, you know, if you guys would be open to being able to offer a digital tool for your farmers um, and really would love to schedule some time where I can actually show you, you know, what our product looks like, why it would be beneficial for your growers. Uh, so you can determine, you know, whether or not it would be something that you would like to be able to offer for them. Okay. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Great. So, you know, usually the demo takes about 20, 30 minutes. Um, you know, do you have some time maybe next week that would work well for you to, to see a demo of the program? Okay, cool. Um, sure. Let's schedule it. Um, help me here in that call. Yeah. You only book 50% of people, which to me is gigantic. Uh, I would have expected with a call like that when you're selling tech to other salespeople, I would expect maybe a 5% conversion rate. So you're, you're of course call, calling a market that's untapped in, in this world where the farmers, their channel, things like that. I, uh, I, I, I think it, there is like, yeah, you might be booking 50% of them, which is amazing. Um, when you don't book him, what are they saying? I don't have time to look at this or, or, or you said time is one of the objections. What are the others? Yeah, so they, others would be that they kind of already have a preconceived notion of what we do. Uh, we have a free version of our app, which, like I mentioned in, in that role play there, we have a lot of people who use us. So, um, you know, there's a pretty, I mean, at least in the agricultural world, we're a somewhat familiar name. Um, yeah. But they use us very minimally for only kind of surface level things. So guys kind of like, oh, no, you know, I already know what you guys do. And we're not, we're not interested in, in rainfall. Like they think that we just report on rainfall. Or another big one is that they're already working with like a competitor. And even though if you actually look at us compared to a lot of other companies, we're not really that similar. Um, as soon as guys hear agriculture and technology, they're like, oh, you're just like so-and-so. Um, and we're already working with them. So not interested. Okay. So those are probably so, be the two biggest reasons. Okay. That's cool. That's good to understand. Um, what, so they have a preconceived notion that you're only rainfall and you actually do much more. Uh, you help them look at all sorts of data, I assume. Um, yep. Okay, so they, they don't have time and they, there's a wrong assumption that you don't do enough. Anything else that you hear as the biggest objection? Um, what, what gives you credibility? Like if, if people who lo love farm logs, why do they love it? Uh, I think our two biggest kind of differentiators and why people like working with us is our ease of use is key. Uh, I mean, I'm sure as you can imagine, our target market and with farmers, um, they're not always the most technologically savvy people and they don't always like to adapt to new technology, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, just use a computer. Um, so being very easy to use, guys love that. Um, also the fact that we are independent. Um, you know, a lot of other similar companies kind of in the space are either owned by a large chemical company or a large seed company. And so guys kind of see it as They're biased, um, right? 
Um, yeah, so when, I, when they, I, I asked the wrong question. Here's what I'm trying to get to. Uh, I'll give you an example because I don't know how to ask this question in a smart way. Um, if I'm talking to somebody who doesn't, uh, who's not a love of soccer, right? I love soccer. Um, and I tell them who, who uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is, they immediately know who that is. And they have a preconceived notion yeah. of, of who that is. But if I say, hey, uh, what do you think of Luka Modric? Right? They're like, I've never heard of that name. Right? I'm like, oh, yeah. he is a three-time Champions League champion. He is the captain of the Croatian team. He is X, Y, Z. Those are things that are giving Luka Modric credibility. Right, he he scored the most incredible goal this past weekend. Um, what okay. I'm trying to figure out is what are things that bring you credibility? Are there specific associations that people really admire that have endorsed you? Are there magazines? Are, are there some big name clients that would that if you say you work with them could attract other people? How do you mm -hmm. build trust? Is my, my question. Our potential channel partner. Right, to somebody who's never heard of you or to somebody who's like, oh, yeah, Framvox, you guys are X, or, right? I'm like, hey, what do you think about Luka Modric? Oh, yeah, he sucks because he plays for Real Madrid. Uh, okay, wait a second. Mm -hmm. So he's at three, blah, 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 blah. That shows he's great. So I can change your preconceived mm -hmm. notions with actual, with actual data. So if, if I'm like, oh, you guys suck because you're, you're rainfall, I can say, wait, you know, like, if, before you say that, we actually do – XYZ with these other companies that everybody really admires in your area, or we have three farmers mm -hmm. in around you that are using us or whatever. Like, help me yeah. understand. Do you work with a few huge clients that give you a big name or, or is it just the, the number of clients or you mentioned the number of acres? Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that definitely is where our credibility comes in is the fact that 78 million acres is a lot of ground. It's a large number of customers. I mean, having, 190,000, I mean, basically one third, maybe a little bit less than one third of every farmer in the United States uses us for one thing or another. So just our adoption rate with farmers is our credibility. And certainly we do sometimes as a tactic, um, if we're calling like a specific location, we'll say, you know, hey, we have 500 growers within 25 miles of your location that are asking specifically to be connected um, with their local co-op. Um, so I would love to just have like a conversation about ways we can work together, blah, 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 that sort of thing. So basically, right. it's just our adoption rate and the number of people that we have using us is our biggest credibility. Right. Now, now here's, here's like a little bit of the problem with the numbers you're throwing out there, right? 78 million acres. They're like, yeah, I know 78 million acres are being used for you. You do rainfall, like go away, right? Preconceived notion. Mm -hmm. So tell me, what have you done for one client that is ridiculously amazing? Like they started using all our product. Like we do this 70, 72 things, right? For your 78 million acres, maybe 50 million use you for one tiny thing and then 28 million use you for a, a lot of things. Give me results. Who's using farm logs and how has that changed their life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have helped clients save uh, on average, well, I wouldn't say on average, but you know, specific use cases where we've seen a lot of success. Um, one of our growers, satellite imagery is one of the things that we offer and we farmers use that to be able to monitor their crop. Um, so one farmer was able to catch an, an issue that he was occurring like year over year that was costing him $16,000 a year. 
um, by using our satellite imagery. Um, okay. We've what, also, what was the issue? Get really specific. Give me the the, the case study. And, and short, yeah, so short he brief, had, like he analyzed the soil and found that there was too much whatever, like <laughs> chlorine, like whatever. Right. Yeah, so he had, he actually had a clogged nozzle. It wasn't clogged, but he had an application error. So he was putting down an uneven amount of fertilizer on his field. And so he was able to see in the satellite imagery where the, where the unevenness was and based on what the difference between the production of one area where it was the um, correct amount versus the areas where it was putting on the incorrect amount, what that was costing him was 16 grand a year. Okay. What are some other use cases? So it seems like you're, uh, we can get really, really open about what the product does now because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn around and cold call you, right? So I'm just trying to learn as much as possible. So you do satellite imaging. You're going to go analyze the, the, the ground and you can help them. Um, whoops. Um, you're going to help him kind of like figure out, kind of like figure out, I feel, uh, I hear echo now. I feel, uh, I hear echo now. Hmm. Not sure about that's your you phone. Still hear it? Not sure about that's your phone or something else. Yeah, I hear it still. I don't know. Is it yeah, me I hear maybe? It still. I don't know. Is it me maybe? I'm not sure. I don't know what would have changed. Um, I could try maybe calling in from just my cell phone and muting the, or maybe if I, uh, I think we're good now. Uh, I think we're good now. Okay. No, actually, no. I hear echo no, again. No, actually, no. I hear echo again. <laughs> Let me just try. Maybe if I hang up the, because I called in through the phone and we just tried talking through the uh, actual. Yeah. Um, no Zoom. Um, you will need to connect to audio via Zoom or dial back in. Uh, you're not connected to audio. And yeah, you're connected to audio now, but you're muted. I will unmute you. Hello there. Yep. Oh, I can hear you now. Okay, cool. So, um, damn, I'll have to edit a bunch of this video. That's fine. Um, so you're, is it only satellite imagery? What else does FarmLogs do? Yeah, so we're basically a full farm management software. So our real focus is kind of two part. Um, we want to be able to help growers better track their cost of production. Stop there. I want, I want you to be like so ridiculously specific, like as specific as possible. Like I, I, I know you're, you're talking high level because this is good for, for like your clients uh, in many cases because you're like, I want to help you grow revenue. I want to make you a better company. This is all great, but anybody can say that. I want you to say, I'm going I'm to analyze the earth via satellite imagery, I'm going to help you find X. I'm going to go to your house and I'm going to clean your shoe. I'm going to slap you in the face. I'm going to get you to produce more. I'm going to go with a, with a I'm going to bring a truck. Like what are the actions and concrete outcomes? Like mm -hmm. outcomes in terms of like what changes am I going to make in my business? What data am I going to see? Uh, of course, the end goal is to increase revenue. I, I don't know if I don't know I don't know how to explain this. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I think I know what you're saying. Is that better? To kind of understand how we help, you have to kind of understand from like a farmer's perspective. So yeah. they don't know how. So if you a bushel, that's the unit of measurement that they sell their grain in. So they don't. A lot of farmers don't understand. If you were to ask them how much money does it cost you to produce one unit, they couldn't tell you. 
Right. Yeah. So if you think about that, it's like, okay, well, how do you sell your product if you have no idea what it costs you to produce it? Right. Like, how, how do you know if you made money or not? How do you know if what corn is trading at? Because corn is traded like any commodity. It's, it's, you know, it's regulated. They don't get to just choose how much to sell it for. What how do, do you they care about? So traditionally and historically, farmers have always seen success as if I can produce more, then I'm going to be successful. They Good. don't, but they don't look at it as, you know, as far as diminishing returns of production and okay, well, just more is not always better. If you're losing money, like honestly, some guys lose money because they produce too much. And so it costs them $4 to raise a bushel, but they only can sell it for $3.50. Right. Because to them, they've, always, they've been told their entire life that as long as you're producing more, like the more that you produce, the more successful you're going to be. But I mean, especially commodity prices right now are very low because we're too good. I mean, it's just basic supply and demand. We are very good at growing crops and we have too much. And so right. the price is way down. And so guys just, we help, we show them what is your cost of production? What is it actually producing? What is it actually costing me to raise a bushel of crop? So that then they can make, on the flip side of that, make smarter marketing decisions of, based on what the, the price of grain is, when do I need to sell my crop so that I will be able to break even and hit my target profit goal. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. What's very um, difficult here for me is that what you're telling me is they care about this one thing and they're wrong, which I agree with you that they're wrong. But it seems like you want to convince them that they're wrong and that they should instead do what you say, which then you wouldn't necessarily be selling software or farm logs. You're like, you want to reship their business. Um, and in a cold call, it's impossible to do that. What you can do is you can convince them to take a meeting by aligning yourself to what they care about. Mm -hmm. So tell me about a company that you've increased, and I just, I don't care about the details. Company name and how much they've increased production and how they did, like what, what, what did they have to change to increase production? Like John increased production by 37% by analyzing the soil and distributing, yeah, I'll, I'll use that example. What was the company that, that you mentioned before? How that, uh, that, that they, it was unevenly distributed. The, um, it wasn't the company, it was just an individual farmer. A farmer, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, what was the problem? Uh, something, the fertilizer was... Yeah, uneven. they were using uneven application. So their, their yeah. machine was showing them that they were applicating one way, but it actually, it wasn't. And so they thought everything was okay, but then when they were actually looking at the, the crop health, the vegetative index of that field via satellite imagery, they were able to see, well, this area of the field is, is producing much less. Why is that? Be able to track it back to the fact that they were putting down uneven amounts of fertilizer and that was costing them you know, 16 grand a year. Okay, I think I understand enough about your product. Um, I'm gonna focus on that one thing of satellite imagery um, rather than the, the rest. Uh, and I understand enough about your persona. Like I had no, like before talking to you today, I have no idea how farmers work. I have no idea about how they're thinking. I, I had no idea that they're 
really don't care about their costs. It makes sense that they're very unsophisticated in their data. You know, they're not running, you know, uh, business intelligence tools on top of Salesforce to figure out what's their crop yield according to like the type of fertilizer they use. Like, and that's exactly the problem. That's why they're broke because mm -hmm. some company Monsanto is doing that and then Monsanto is killing them or whatever. Right. Or like somebody's doing that and it's killing them. So when I call a farmer, I think I know much better what, what I can do. So I think I can give you a better cold call and make mm -hmm. this more productive. So I'm going to, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to, not face you, but give you a call. I'm going to try to pitch you. So are you, um, are you calling me as if I were a farmer? You're a farmer. I'm farm logs. You've never heard of me or you've heard of me and you think I suck because I only do um, whatever you think I do, which okay. you might not know. So um, cool. So ring, ring. Hello, it's Kevin. Hey, Kevin, this is Mike. I'm calling you from Farm Logs, and uh, I was just hoping to speak with you briefly. Do you have two minutes? Uh, sure, I've got some time here. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Um, I'll keep it brief. Hey, um, I was just curious. Have you, have you heard of Farm Logs before? Um, no, I've never heard of you guys. Okay. Hey, no problem. Um, I'll keep it super brief here. The reason my call is that we are a technology company that works with uh, a lot of farmers, about 78 million acres um, is the amount of uh, you know, uh, land that we're covering with our technology. And the reason on my call today is we are um, setting up some online webinars uh, on your computer just to check out um, how this works. And we're just helping uh, farmers produce more by understanding uh, some basic things that we can measure on the field. Um, how are you currently, you know, thinking about producing uh, more? Are you are you analyzing your crops or uh, trying to figure out how to increase your production? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're always looking to to produce more. Um, I mean, I guess how are you guys kind of be able to help me grow more corn? Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of ways. I'll give you a quick example, and that's exactly why I want uh, you to um, look at this kind of like on your screen on your computer. It, it's it's a short 15, 20 minute meeting, but um, you know we, we were talking to a farmer a couple of months ago. Uh, his name is John Stewart. He's actually based in uh, you know Iowa, uh, in this specific town, and he 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 was putting fertilizer on his crops, and he was pretty. Sure, it was it was all accurate and and, and uh, stable. And what we found is we did some satellite imagery of his crops, and figure out that the actual amount of fertilizer was very uneven across the field, and it was because he had a, a, a clog within his machine. So he was using this machine to put the fertilizer. It was clogged on one side, and therefore it was uneven, and the, the 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 crops weren't producing as much. So it's it's little things like that. We do a lot of them. And uh, we'd love to show you how this works. Do you have time maybe on Tuesday at 10 a.m. to take a look? Uh, sure, yeah. And you know, I'll try to plan it out. You know, it's tough to, tough to keep a schedule here. Um, you know, we just got to run when the weather permits. But, but yeah, if I'm around in my, in my office, I'll, I'll take a look. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, it seems like you're free now. I, I, I assume you're in the office. You picked up the phone. Do you have 20 minutes now? I can show it to you now. Uh, yeah, sure. I'd love to see what you guys have. Yeah, sure. Um, let me go ahead and send you a, a link here so we can hop on a, on a meeting. I'm going to share my screen with you and kind of show you some of the technology. Blah, blah, blah. Boom. I booked a, 
And this is perfect because you're head of partnership, right? You're doing the demo. And then mm -hmm. this is just like going from cold call to, to meeting performed. Mm -hmm. um, cool. Do you want me to try that again and maybe be a, a different type of prospect, somebody who has learned of uh, or knows, has some preconceived notions of farm logs and I can try that? Or you want to analyze this call? You, you guide me. What do you think is more useful for you? Um, yeah, I mean, so I guess to give you kind of some context, so we, the way that we sold in the past, when we were selling, when we, we used to sell direct to farmer, we just started the channel program back in like May. Um, and so we have a lot of people who use our free app. And so we would call those people who use in the free app and it's just like kind of a freemium model where we call them if they're a good fit, you know, they end up paying for the, the, um, premium tools. Um, so most of, when we're talking directly to farmer, the good thing is, is that, you know, they're kind of, I wouldn't say they're warm calls, but I mean, they're definitely they're They know they're at least it's using our product. Yeah. It's, so it's they different. Well, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily think it's inbound. I mean, we're still reaching out to them, but um, but they at least already are using our product, right? And so we don't have to like, at least, I mean, and that's kind of where like that preconceived notion comes from a lot is because they are using us for one thing um, and they're unaware of the other things that we're doing. Um, right. So, yeah, so who we're, we're, or who I'm calling now are, um, you know, people who, like I said, that we're looking to basically that they never heard of you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so how was, how was my call? Let's analyze that then. So it, it seems like we don't need to do another call. Um, what do you think of my call versus your call? Anything that you think would be useful to implement? Um, yeah. I, one thing that just stuck out uh, when you asked like the, is now a good time? I mean, this is the only selling I've ever done. And that was like day one, like don't ask people is now a good time because it never is. Like if you're talking to a farmer, they will never say, yeah, sure. I've got some time now. They're always busy. And I mean, especially for some person that they don't know on the phone, they'll always just say, nope, now's not a good time. And then it's like, oh shit, well now what do I do? Right. Why, um, why didn't you say it's not a good time when I asked, I didn't ask, I didn't ask that phrase specifically, but do you, can you, do you recall why you didn't say this, this is not a good time? Yeah, I guess I just wanted to see kind of where the call went and keep it going a little bit longer and kind of Let's see. Let's do it again. Be a hard ass on me. Be the hardest prospect you can think of, right? Okay. Um, the, if you make it easy, we're not going to learn anything. I, I'm trying to teach you the hard scenarios. So I'm going to call you again. Uh, ring, ring. Hello, this is Kevin. Hey, Kevin, this is uh, John. I'm calling you from Farm Logs. I was hoping to speak with you briefly. Do you have two minutes? Uh, no, I'm too busy right now, John. Oh, are you on the field at the moment? Yep. Yeah, we're running the combine. We're harvesting right now. So, you know, we're running from dawn to dusk. Amazing. Um, I, I don't want to bug you. I want to call you back later. Um, what time are you going to be back in the office or should I try it tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be tough with harvest. We're going to be busy the next month or so, weather permitting. Um, you know, we, we wake up at 6 a.m. Sometimes we're running until past 10 p.m. So I uh, know there's not really much good time this time of year. I completely understand, man. I'll, I'll wait for the rain and I'll call you then. All right, that'll work, John. Thanks. Cool. And, and by the way, if, if that is actually the case, um, I, uh, we can talk after the call. I know technology can tell you the weather everywhere you're calling and it can call only places where it's raining. So it will guarantee that people are not on the field. Um, so let's, let's try it again. Feel free to be another hard ass. <laughs> ring, ring.
Hey, this is John. Hey, John, this is Mike calling from Farm Logs. I was hoping to speak with you briefly. Do you have a couple of minutes for me? Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what do you want? Yeah, hey, I appreciate it. I promise I'll take just 57 seconds. The reason my call is that we're working with a lot of farmers, helping them produce more. Um, and we're using a really cool technology to allow them to do that. I was just wondering, you know, what are your priorities for this year? Are you trying to increase your, uh, your production? Are you trying to just increase the amount of money you make? How are you thinking about your crops? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're always looking to, to increase production. I mean, really just trying to break even with, you know, where prices are right now. We're just trying to keep above water. Man, I completely understand. You know, I'm talking to farmers all day and, uh, and consultants that work with farmers, and I'm hearing this all the time. Here is the beauty of farm logs. We've, we just helped John Stewart down the road from you. He's on uh, XYZ Road, and we are, uh, we've analyzed his crops through satellite imagery and found out that um, for some strange reason, the fertilizer on the field was not evenly distributed. It was like very, it was a strange pattern. Um, so we started investigating into what was happening and found out that his uh, fertilizer machine had a clog and that was uh, not allowing him to produce as much and therefore losing like $16,000 a year because of that. Like it's ridiculous stuff like that. So the reason my call today, I know, I know you said you have no time, so I'll, uh, I'll get straight to the point. We're showing how this works over the next couple of days. Um, I know you're in the office today. If you have 20 minutes now, happy to show it to you now. If it's not a good time, we can look at next week. What do you think is best for you? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, we're, we're just gonna be busy running with, with harvest and over the next month or so. Um, you know, and I, I've got an agronomist that I use that scouts all my fields. So, you know, I don't know if I would, you know, he, he does that job. He's out there looking at my field. So I don't know if I would necessarily need imagery. No, I agree, man. And we love working with people who are on the field actually looking at it because, you know, technology does part of the job and then the human eye can do part of the job. But it's one thing to look at it from the field when you're there. And it's another thing to look at it from the sky, right? We have satellites, like really cool technology. Um, and because we work with 78 million acres of farms, it's really inexpensive. We can analyze the color of the soil and figure out the, co the chemical composition of it. As you can imagine, this gets super technical and beautiful, and it can help you produce 20% more. Um, one thing you did mention is you're trying to increase production and make more money. If I can show you a way that you can make 20% more money this year and increase your production by maybe 40%, would that, would that be worth 20 minutes of your time? Like, I would love to show this to you. I think you're going to love what you're going to see next Tuesday at, at 10 a.m. I'll only call you if it's raining. Yeah, I mean, if it's raining, I shoot. I mean, being able to do 20% more, that would be great. Cool. I'll, uh, I'll set up some time. I'll send you a calendar invite uh, so you have my info, and then we'll set it up. Okay. Cool. I'm back. Um, how, how was that? What did you think of that call? Uh, what are some things that maybe I did that you don't hear as often or that you, you haven't thought of that, that were good? And what were some things that maybe you don't think might work? Or I don't know. Give me your thoughts. Yeah. Um, it's, it's tough. I mean, just farmers are just such a unique per, uh, organization, or not organization, but market to sell to. Um, so, 
went like saying things like you know we can help i love the fact that like you are very specific with like this is exactly how we can use use it uh or how it can benefit you and this is how we benefited other people um me personally i don't think i do that enough partially i mean i just think that like with this program is very new that we're doing now so we don't have a ton of like really specific use cases um which i think that we'll get you know there's a couple good prospects that we're working with currently that i think will lead to really good use cases um but i like that part of it you know giving those specific examples um the the trust aspect i think is one thing that like just saying you know we're going to be able to help you increase yields or increase production by 20 percent uh at least in my experience you know, i've had i've heard a lot of people there's like all right they just don't believe you they're believe you know believe that you can do that like you know how are you gonna do that how do you know more about my fields than i know about them right like right i'm out there today i've been working these fields for 40 years that sort of thing right so um let, let me um kind of like help you understand it to a certain extent what's going through my head as i have learned about your company and your product and your market and try to set up a cold call where i'm booking a prospect mm -hmm. first thing you were right i um I, I agree that it's a really bad practice to ask, did I catch you at a good time? Or, hey, is, it, is this a good time to talk? It's never a good time to talk with somebody who's, never, who's not my friend, who I don't know, who doesn't do business with me. Mm -hmm. Random person calling me? No, it's not a good time to talk. I also don't know how much time you, you want. Do you want half an hour? Do you want 10 minutes? Do you want six hours of my time? Like, what are we going to talk about? Like, it's so strange. Like, it's a good time to talk, terrible. If you tell me, is it a bad time to talk? I'll say, yes, it's a terrible time mm -hmm. to talk. Here's how I would respond positively. Hey, John, it's Mike. I'm calling from Farm Logs. Do you have two minutes to speak? Right? Because now I have expectations. This is going to take two minutes. They, they presented themselves properly, and then they're with a, with a company with the name Farm. Right? Mm -hmm. If that is not working enough, here's what I would add. Hey, John, this is Mike calling from Farm Logs. We're working with John Stewart down the road there in whatever Alabama on XYZ company down there, also in your zip code. And I was just hoping to speak with you for a few minutes. Do you have two minutes for me now? Mm -hmm. If that doesn't work, I don't know what else will, because what you're giving the prospect is a very clear and concrete expectation of how long they call is going to take and you're providing them with social proof right the reason why i use nike shoes or adidas shoes or you know um under armor gear is because i know kobe bryant and curry seth curry and all these famous people use it so if, if i know my friends are using it i like it i see a lot of mac computers so i buy more mac i see people using the iphone I buy, people just to do what other people do um, to give you a little bit of context about my experience, you might not know this about me. I've been doing sales development for five years. Started my career at a company called ShareFile. We would call accountants, um, lawyers, engineers, and uh, it's different. Calling an engineer is different from calling an accountant. However, here's, here's one of the interesting facts why we strongly believed that was the case as we looked across markets. Engineers feel like their work is very unique. I'm an engineer. I don't care if you talk to other engineers. My work is unique. I'm building this thing. While accountants were actually the easiest to book for entry-level sales development reps. And the reason for that is everybody's doing taxes. Every day, everybody's doing bookkeeping. Everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's running into the same challenges, 
right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know where farmers would place in between. It's for me, it seems like farmers must be closer to accountants than their engineers, but they might feel like their field is very unique. Um, so one thing that they might relate to, a farmer from Alabama will not relate to a farmer in California, but a farmer in Alabama will relate to a farmer in Alabama down the road. And that's why in the introduction I'm saying, hey, John, I'm working with this other farmer down the road from you, a couple blocks away, a mile away, right? Like you said, 78 farmers within 25 miles, you have two minutes to speak. That's the first part. That's what I call the hook. It's the first sentence of your call. You should get about a 90 to 95 conversion rate on that as long as they're not like stupidly busy, like they're on the field, right? After that, what I want to do is first thank them for the time. I'm asking for two minutes. They're saying yes. Um, and one thing you got to be very conscious of when you're calling farmers is you got to speak their language, right? So if they're, they're not the type of people who are super formal in the language, they don't pick up the phone like... Hello, my name is Mike Johnson. You've called, uh, you know, XYZ Farm. How may I help you? Right? right. That is not the farmer's like, yo, brother, what's up? Or whatever. Right. It might be like calling Texas. Right. right. Um, or I don't know. Like, I'm not from the United States. I don't know if like there's a lot of differences. But, but what I understand is a psychographic profile of the person. Right. So the farmer is an informal. He's an entrepreneur. He's up and coming. He does business with, with people he likes and he's friendly with. He, he wants to go grab a beer and do business with you. He doesn't want to look at a proposal, understand your metrics, look at a spreadsheet and decide a, a, a person, right? So right. you don't want to be like, hello, Mr. Johnson. You're talking to Mike Stewart from Farmlogs. You have two minutes. That will mm -hmm. work way less than being like, hey, John, this is Mike. I'm calling you from Farmlogs. You have two minutes to speak. Right. Right. You want to kind of like sit, sit down, like kind of like laid back on your chair, be like, yo, hey, what's up, Mike? It's uh, it's John from Farm Logs. You have a few minutes, man. Right. Feel free. Feel free to throw things like, hey, man, what's going on? Hey, man, you know, the reason my call today is um, I'm with Farm Logs. Uh, we're, we're just working with John Stewart down the road with you. Um, dude, we've been able to increase like we're, we're working together. And since we started working with uh, together. He's been able to increase his crop production by like, like 18%, my friend. Like it's ridiculous. Um, and the way we've done that is, um, you know, like my company has this like really awesome tech that's like satellite technology and like it kind of analyzes your fields. Um, it's kind of cool to see it. I mean, I'd love to show it to you next week. But, uh, but in short, like we can figure out sometimes if like the, uh, the soil's like not evenly uh, with, with fertilizer, or we can figure out if X, we can predict the rainfall. We can just look at those things that really, you know, like you know this, John, like this affects your crops or whatever. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to go, I'm maybe exaggerating here, but you, you see what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to yeah. match their accent and their attitude and their, their persona. I want to make them relate to me. Yep. Do you think that's going to, uh, uh, for me, it seems like that would help, right? Do you yeah, feel the no, same absolutely. way? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, okay. It, it's a, a common kind of joke around the office that you, everyone that works in sales has their farmer voice. That when they're talking on the Good. phone, they drop down a couple octaves, and it's a little bit more like we just, yeah, definitely. As far as like mirroring and like talking and kind of like matching the style and throwing out a throwing out a lot of oh god bless you type stuff like yeah, yeah we, we god bless you john I'll, I'll talk to you on tuesday right 
Um, and then drop the formality. They don't want to do the last person they want to do business with is the Duke University, right? I was going to say Harvard, but I went to Duke, so I'm going to throw shit on myself. But the, the Duke University college grad who comes in with spreadsheets and it's like, oh, yeah, John, I'm going to teach you to do business, right? So you're going to increase this oil production over here by 72%. They hate those people, right? Mm -hmm. They like their buddy who's going to grab a beer, be like, hey, John, hey, have you, have you thought of maybe like, you know, figuring out if you're, if you're, if your fertilizer's uneven, like, dude, man, just go on the ground, right, and grab some piece of dirt and be like, <laughs> this seems like slightly different color, my friend. Like, I'm no expert, but mm -hmm. to me, this tells me that maybe your fertilizer's not equal, right? And they're like, holy yeah. shit, how would I figure that out? Maybe we can use farm logs. <laughs> That's what I used, right? That's what they want to do. So, um, in short, here's what I want to, um, and we've been on the phone for a long time, which is cool. Um, this will be a long, long uh, recording. But what, what I want to summarize it to so far is we've been able to understand what's their psychographic profile? Who do they want to do business with? What are they trying to do? And mm -hmm. on, on the cold call, on day one, you don't want to be like, you don't want to be the, the, the guy who tells them what they need to do and what they're doing wrong. People hate those, right? Oh, mm -hmm. you're... Oh, you're using, you know, like when we're calling accountants, uh, this is a lesson we learned through practice. Like at the beginning, they're like, oh, yeah, um, how, how do you send your tax returns to your clients? They're like, oh, yeah, we convert them to PDFs. And like we print them and then, or, or, or then we ship them with FedEx. Or like we, we, we just, uh, we have a fax machine, so we print them and then we'll fax them, right? And then like we were analyzing the calls from all our reps. And some of the reps were like, Holy, no, man, you're spending so much money. That's like so dumb. We use his faxes nowadays, right? <laughs> or, oh my God, you're spending so much money. You're wasting so much money. I can help you, right? And then some other people were like, man, that's, a, that's, that's what I hear a lot. Like a lot of people are doing that. That makes a lot of sense. I totally understand that. But you know, like I just talked to another accountant and he was doing that two months ago. And you know what he's doing now? He, start, he started using email. It's like, and I know what you're going to tell me because I talk to accountants all the time. You're like, There's, the, the files are too big. They don't go through email. My email doesn't send those. It tells me that there's an error because the files are too big. That's because the bookkeeping files are big. Man, that's what I'm calling you. This company that I work with is called ShareFile, and you can send up to, up to 10 gigabytes via email. So it's like 100 times more than usual, and the files just go through, and the clients love it because – you know, if they call you on the weekend and they need their files, you can send it via email. You don't, you don't need to print it. You need to fax it. You don't need to ship it. They can get it instantly. They have questions. They send it back. You send it back to them. It's so easy. But mm -hmm. hey, man, because you're using because you're using those password protected PDFs, because you're using fax machines, I think it's just. I don't. I'm not saying you should buy it, but I'm saying you should check it out. You know, you have 20 minutes to check it out next week, and the accountants love that. They, they, they didn't want a personalized presentation about the increased effectiveness of, uh, of you know, document sharing via cloud uh, technology. What they mm -hmm. wanted was like, they wanted to check out this email plugin that would help them quickly send and receive those tax returns. Like, yeah. Like lightning fast, you know? The nuts and bolts of our product is that you can actually lightning fast send those documents back and forth. Mm -hmm. right are we up to yeah. something here to, uh, what, what are some things you think you you can try next week or, or that you can change um 
to see if you can get better better results. Yeah, so I definitely liked the kind of the way that you started the call with like saying giving them a specific amount of like this is how long it's going to take. You know, it or is that okay? Um, also, the when you were saying like this is what we've been able to do um, for X, Y, and Z. You know, we were able to increase their production by twenty percent. Um, you know, is that something that we that you'd like to talk about? Like, can we set some time to for to show you how we can help you do that? Um, I think those are two things that I definitely am going to try out with like setting very clear expectations right from the get-go like hey I'm not looking for a ton of time like two minutes if you know you don't want to still talk after that you know I'll fuck off or I'll get off yeah. <laughs> and if um and then also like the the use case thing um really kind of sprinkling a couple more of those in there um because right now I guess the biggest carrot for like wanting for them wanting to continue the conversation is us throwing out like yeah we've got you know a ton of people who are using a 700 people within 25 miles of you using our program, um, you know, would love to talk about ways that we can connect you with those growers and maybe send some of those farmers to your business. Um, you know, is that something that you'd be, you'd want to talk about? Um, right. So that's what we're kind of, we're currently doing. So maybe, and then being able to say like, yeah, we were able, you know, we've got these people in your area, 25 miles away and, you know, with our, one of our other partners, we were able to send him 20 new customers in, you know, his first two months of, of working with us. Um, you know, are you looking to increase your business? Like kind of something more like that. Um, right. I think that could be, you know, beneficial. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, some of the things that I'm going to that I'm going to recommend today is when you are I, I, if I were you, I would write a script to, mm -hmm. to follow and to start changing your habits because everybody who's been calling for a while has some habits that they've formed and, and it seems you guys are pivoting a lot but but i'll write it down to make sure that you're following a very similar script every time and i would be conscious you mentioned this that that farmers or the people that you're working with even the consultants they're like what do you know about my business that i don't know that's there's no way you know so i wouldn't say you know i started we started working with with john and we helped him increase production by 20 percent one thing that i did very consciously in our call is to say Hey, you know, I know John, John Johnson down the road from you. He's on blah, blah, blah. And uh, since we started working together, he's been able to increase his crop production by 20%. That guy's just really smart. He looked at our, he looked at some of our technology and he understood very quickly that there was a way that for him to increase his production. He's done it. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see if you can increase it, you should just talk to him. Or I can show you and see if you think you can increase production. So one of the things that you want to do is I'm, I'm not trying to, you got to do almost indirect sales to even your indirect sales partners, right? To your child partner. You're going to be like, Hey man, I know exactly how you can grow this. I know exactly how you can yeah. do it better. Um, you're like, Hey man, you know, since I started working with them, that guy is genius. He was able to increase it. And, uh, from what I'm seeing on my map, it seems like you have a lot of crops and you seem like a pretty smart guy. So, I'd be surprised if you if you can't figure it out and increase your production by 10% by looking at XYZ. And the way it usually happens, like this one farmer, he's great. He's genius. Here's what he did. He looked at our satellite imagery and like it was very clear on the images because we have like uh, heat maps uh, about about uh, the uh, distribution of uh, of soil and coloring. And he he looked at it and he was like, hey, does this look like there is an uneven amount of fertilizer? And, and, and we, I said, yeah, that looks like it. He's like, 
oh my God. So he went to his machine and figured out that something was clogged and fixed it. And he, he increased his production by 20%. Mm-hmm. We, just show, we just showed him a report and the, guys, the guy was able to do it. So if you're a smart farmer, which from what I hear, it seems like you are, I think that if, if you look at some of these reports, you can look at that and figure something out and increase your stuff much more. Let me just show it to you next week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you're going to strike a little bit of their ego. Are you going to go with the mindset of like, I'm not trying to teach you anything. I just want to take a look at this and see if it's useful for you. And I think yeah. they're going to be much more likely to say yes. And then we're not only trying to, because you're not having a problem in the conversion of like, hey, let's talk to, let's, let me show you something. I, I would assume, even though we haven't talked about this, that your highest, biggest problem is that you're unable to grab a person after you show them a demo for them to say like, oh my God, yes, let's work with farm logs. Is that a good assumption to make? Whoop, I lost you for a second. Um, on my computer froze. I don't know if you're still there. Yep, can you hear me? Oh yeah, I can hear you now, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I was just saying that definitely the showing them the demo is not the challenging part. And even most guys after they see a demo are like, yeah, you know, I think it could be beneficial. It's just, you know, that, that time commitment and getting people to actually use it. Um, you know, that's kind of more of like the, the choke point and the bottleneck of the, the process. Right. And then, you know, what's interesting is um, you're telling me, I, I, again, I didn't research the company. I try not to just, just so I don't know anything when you're cold calling me. But from what you're telling me, it seems like you guys are changing different things and so on. Um, this is also great product feedback. You know, I would go to my product team and say, the biggest challenge that we're hearing is that they're afraid of not, the farmer's not spending the time to look at it. So how can we build our software so that it sends them SMS notifications, email notifications, it calls their wife. I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have a way in the software where it reminds you that every Thursday at 6 p.m. after dark, you're back at home and it'll say, beep, 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 beep. By the way, something's wrong with your field. And then it will pull up the report. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me it's so easy to use. So if it's easy to use, you just need a reminder. Are they going to see it, right? So when you're a small company, it's also really good to have the sales development team. And you, gotta, you might need to convince your, your uh, manager or, or, or the CEO of the company, or I don't know how big the company is, but, but to cross. On, and then when, when you're talking to them, they're like, hey, man, like, does this seem like something that would work for you? And they're like, I don't think that people are going to spend the time. You're like, oh, yeah, let me show you our engagement data. You pull a report. So... Mm-hmm. Out of the 300 farmers that have been starting to sign up for farm logs, 298 have been using it. Uh, 294 have turned on the reminders on Thursdays or the reminders for for them to notify. And 73% of them log in within seven minutes of the reminder. Mm -hmm. So if you're telling me they're not going to have time, I'm guaranteeing you that from, from what we're seeing, as soon as they get that reminder, they understand the value because there's the way they're on increased production. And then your, your, your prospect has nothing to say to that. And it should be convincing. And you should have the data so you can address those problems. Um, there's a long road. I mean, it's, it's, it's not something you can you know, come in on Monday and fix that because you're, you're way down the funnel. Uh, you're an AE on top of an SDR. You're doing a lot of, 
a lot of work, a lot of hard work, uh, not as specialized as most of the people I talk to. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but yeah, man, hopefully at least this helps you top a funnel. This helps you with the conversation. This helps you think about a little bit more about your, your targeting and your prospects. Um, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. I think we're going to, we're going to cut it here. Um, any other questions, comments for me, uh, that you, that you think would be beneficial for the audience or any last comments you want to give the audience about this training or anything else you want to say after that, we'll cut it. We can continue talking as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think that I've always kind of, like I said, this is my first sales job and you know, it is a very unique as far as the market we're selling to the people, the demographic we're selling to and even what we're selling. So, um, it was kind of, it was really good for me, I think, to kind of get that outside perspective from someone who works with a lot more traditional SDR to AE type people who are selling to, um, you know, more traditional people who are understand technology and its value. Um, so it was just kind of interesting to see from that outside perspective, but definitely think that um, kind of framing it and, and using the the mirroring aspect and and being able to just kind of set clear expectations on what I'm asking of them um, right at the beginning of the call uh, definitely can can have an impact on um, seeing the conversion of of first calls to completed meetings. Right, and I'll repeat the phrasing there because the phrasing is important. Right, you don't want to say at the beginning of the call, "Hi, John, this is Mike. Is it a good time?" Um, what you specifically want to say, and there's a few keywords here, is uh, again, I'm assuming you're talking to farmers who are kind of laid back. It's not a formal conversation. So you would say, hey, John, rather than hi, hey, John, this is Mike or this is Kevin. Uh, don't say your last name. You don't need to. It sounds too formal. Hey, this is Kevin. I'm calling from Farblogs and I was hoping to speak with you for two minutes. I was hoping to speak with you for two minutes. Mm -hmm. um, when you say I was hoping to do X, people, people tend to want to help you. Um, if you say, I want to speak with you for two minutes, it's like, well, I don't care what you want. Mm -hmm. um, but if you say, I was hoping to speak with you for two minutes, they're more likely to say yes. Um, oh, or what I actually say is, I was hoping to speak with you briefly. So then I can okay. say the two minutes. Do you have two minutes? Right? Uh, and then that just sets clear expectations. It positions yourself as somebody who's hoping to do something and needs, uh, needs a hand, needs a little bit of help from them. And then they're more likely to to agree to that. We've seen a high conversion rate on that. Again, with Sharefall, we've made a ton, a ton, a ton of calls. And, and even though accountants are not necessarily farmers, uh, there's a lot of similarities in the sense that they own their own work. They're mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. They're responsible for acquiring and losing clients. They're responsible for doing a great job. They control their workflow. Uh, they, they use their own tools. They don't think that any other accountant more knows much more than what they do but they know that if some other accountants getting really good results doing something, they should at least try it out. And right. I would assume that farmers are the same way. That's why I'm trying to use what we, what we call social proof. Social, I think in your market, you need a low social proof, which is this person down the road, like literally in our CRM, we had a, um, uh, and you might have something like this too, uh, a zip line mapping. We would know, uh, zip line, zip code mapping. We would know, according to their zip code, what are other clients that are actually paying clients of ShareFile, right? Mm -hmm. So for you, if you know that they're like 10 miles away from John and Jackie farming, right? Uh, or that there's 72 people who have used this, you can tell your guy like, hey, 
one, two, three, four, five, like j just mention one or two, like, hey, we're working with John and John Farming uh, with XYZ Farming. Um, and I think XYZ, like, I think that if you look at it, you're, I think if you check this out, you're going to see why they're working with us. I'm not saying you should, but I think mm -hmm. you're, you're at least going to understand why they're working with us and, and why this might have helped them increase their production. It might have been this, it might have been something else, but they increased the production 20% over the past year. So why not check it out, man? It's going to be raining either way. It's raining tomorrow. Let's talk tomorrow. And then the other thing is proposing the meeting for right now, right? Mm -hmm. uh, hey, John, you know, I promise I would be brief, so happy to speak tomorrow or next week. But, you know, if it's sunny, I know you're going to be on the field. So if you have time later today, because it's raining, happy to talk today. If not, we can schedule it for next week. Yeah, definitely. Cool. I think those are good takeaways for the audience. Um, I appreciate the time, man. I kept you here forever uh, to build no, this cool it. video. <laughs> yeah, thanks for taking some time here. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, audience, for checking this out. And uh, yeah, expect the, uh, the next uh, recording as well. Have a good one. Uh, bye, everybody.